Some people call it flan, but she calls it flan. And if she was a Pokemon, she'd be a Hitmon. Damn. <laughs> Is he a parking ticket? Because he has fine written all over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Different styles, but we're still hitting on each other, so yeah, that's it works. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. I'm Garrett. I'm Amber. Ace is in here. Sleeping. We got no gilly. There might be cats in the closet, and that is not a euphemism. <laughs> Our cats like to sleep in the closet in the office. That they do. Yep. They yeah. love dark, warm places. And I love to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Just to let you know what's going on in our house. <laughs> How you doing, babe? I'm good, sweetie. Good. How are you? How are you? Doing well. Doing well. We were talking earlier. Like, There's just kind of a weird kind of funkin' malaise in the house today. We're yeah. both kind of feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We, I feel like we've been doing really well, like trying to eat well yeah. since November 30th. That's mm-hmm. kind of the day that I was like, want to try to lose weight. And I um, got to say, you're doing a much better job than I am. Oh, well, it's not a competition, but <laughs> if I'm winning, that's great. Yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 been awesome. But I think today I was, I, we just kind of said, Hit you know wall, what? Is, yeah. In a sense. And so we ordered a stuffed crust pizza from Papa John's. Mm-hmm. I've been, I'm. I'm a nerd for stuffed crust pizza. I love. I think that's the perfect form of pizza is stuffed crust pizza, which is sacrilege. Yeah, like you can't get further away from like the the Nepalese, like just just marinara right, sauce right. with little bits of cheese, and you know. And then I'm over here, the fat American turd, just like, can we put the cheese in the crust? Like, see, and I can take it or leave it. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I think I like all kinds of pizza. I could eat yeah. pizza morning, noon, and night. Oh, yeah. And yeah. not get tired of it. Yeah, and I don't think we've had, I don't think we've had pizza since, like, November, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, been it feels a while. like. Been a while, so. When I brought that idea up today, I'm like, you know, it's been. It has been quite a long time. It's been yeah. a hot minute. Yep, yeah, and kept my portions a little lower than yeah. they used to be. Not much. Mm-hmm. I love pizza. So, oh, so good. That was good and been hydrating a little more. So I think mm-hmm. that's helping quite a bit. But yeah, so so that helped. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, uh, we were talking about earlier that um, I, this just popped into my mind. Totally off topic. But the uh, the hot lemon water that we've been doing. Yeah. Um, obviously, doing that in the morning helps to your stomach relax. I watched a cute oh. little TikTok of a mm-hmm. Chinese woman saying like it's so big over there because... It has a lot of health benefits and yeah, drinking that before you eat anything so that way your stomach isn't in shock when you finally get it going in the morning. Interesting. You know, so hot it's, water. It's a fun treat. I mm-hmm. love it. I, yeah. Um, that's been a good time. And yeah, I was looking at, uh, oh, what's the uh, apple cider vinegar? Mm-hmm. We've been talking about doing a little bit of that. Um, and I saw something that said that it's so acidic mm-hmm. that you need to make sure and dilute it in a lot of water so it doesn't cause... Uh, issues with like your esophagus or just just the level of acidity and they do have that in a pill form too by the way oh really yeah that might be so worth if you doing. want to do that yeah the we... only way i could really take it uh in the liquid form is mm-hmm. if i like mixed it with some like oil salt and pepper with tomatoes and cucumbers interesting yeah it would like marinate and that's pretty good but... i wouldn't mind trying it in water i'm sure it's mm-hmm. gonna be bad but i'd be curious or they have a drink then, like an apple cider vinegar drink that you can do oh really yeah okay well, oh. I remember a while ago you talked about like putting some of that in our lemon water, but I think that's just two major acidic things coming Very together true. to, to yeah. tear us up inside. So, 
which uh, yeah don't want to do that no, so. no no that'd be fun yeah but uh so you know to to start off this show we talk about things we've been into this week yes mine like it's it's i watched spider-man far from home the other day mm-hmm. like i was i was yeah, you were hunkered down in the bedroom. Yeah, I th- just having a good old Marvel. Time. We had a runner. We ran earlier that day. Yeah, which takes a lot out of us. Yeah, so I was I was pretty zonked, and yeah, I think uh, maybe I saw something on YouTube talking about Far From Home or something like that, and I watched it, and I I want to put this out in the universe. I think Jake Gyllenhaal in Spider Man Far From Home is the most charismatic villain in the MCU so far. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's competing with Michael Keaton in Spider-Man Homecoming. True. And he's... He is more... Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Just... Jake Gyllenhaal uh, was was so great in that movie. He... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm not, like, reinventing the wheel saying Jake Gyllenhaal's a good actor. Right, right. Uh, but... Him, him being buddy buddy with with Tom Holland, well with Peter Parker, mm-hmm. but also in a lot of the press I saw afterwards, him and Tom Holland just seem to kind of they've got a good connection, good yeah. chemistry between them. Yeah, chum around quite a bit, and that really translated into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of, of course him when he turns to the the bad guy, more kind of sociopath. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for Spider Man Far From Home, I suppose I should have said that <laughs> earlier. Hopefully I, everybody's seen it. But. Yeah, I think he. Like as far as a actor's portrayal of a villain in in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think he's my favorite. Really? Yeah, I'm sure somebody could bring something up, and I'd and say like, like, "Oh, oh yeah, shoot, that's right." Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Jude Law in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. he, he was he was good. He was fine. Yeah, I thought he was honestly a little forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. <gasps> And he, uh, bu- he's a really mm-hmm, good villain, mm-hmm. a well-rounded yep. villain. Yep. Um, I like villains where you're like, okay, I, I totally, I understand what you're saying, but you know, villains they just take that one left turn mm-hmm. that separates them from good and bad. That's uh, that's what makes a good villain. I'm trying to remember. There was a, a villain that when the movie came out, maybe this isn't Marvel. Yeah. And oh, he, he had the thing over his mouth, and he talk- you're talking about Bane. Yeah. That's Batman. Batman. And that's DC. DC. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yep. That's okay. I was, well, okay. To be fair on the DC side, I feel like he's uh-huh. probably the most, um, the, the best villain in my book. Cause hmm. I, I think yeah. mainly because like you sympathized with him. Yeah. Like he was a hard villain to not like. Yeah. Yeah. As you learn more about him through the film for yeah. sure. Yeah. He was a good guy and protected. Mm-hmm. Did he protect, protect Talia al Ghul in in the darkness i can't yeah. do a bane uh, <laughs> i was mad though yeah, that's all right uh yeah yeah he's really good but yeah mcu uh, of course there's winter soldier mm-hmm. in uh captain america the winter soldier but you know he turns into a hero i don't know if you guys can think of a more charismatic more likable villain mm-hmm. than mysterio in far from home uh right in <laughs> I, I realize I got to stop doing that vocal fry thing. That's just kind of how I talk, though, when I'm thinking. <laughs> I can't not make noise. But write in to lifewellspent at yahoo.com or hit us up at life underscore well underscore spent underscore on Instagram. I'm getting mm-hmm. good at that. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Look at you. I'm figuring it out. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I was just watching it and I forgot how fun his portrayal of Mysterio is in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Well, did you ever uh, read the comics of uh, Are you asking Spider-Man? me if I've read comics? Well, no, I've <laughs> obviously read comics. How, how dare you? <laughs> I, uh, I haven't, honestly, I haven't read a ton of Spider-Man with Mysterio as the villain. I or, just didn't know if it like differed very much. I mean, yes. Okay. In, in the sense that that portrayal of Mysterio was very much tailored towards the larger story the MCU was telling mm-hmm. of there being a uh, the the snap happening and then you know kind of people realizing well and that and uh gods are real and aliens are real mm-hmm. all this stuff so then this this guy takes advantage of that and says oh there's a there's a multiverse and people just like accept it because all this crazy stuff has been happening for the past 20 years right they're like what's another thing yeah you know so that's a very mcu specific uh telling of that character but other than that yeah I, I, my understanding is he basically just uses illusion mm-hmm. to trick people and of He's, course the yeah. drone is a more updated modern mm-hmm. telling of that um yeah I, I don't know a ton about mysterio yeah i should read some more on him just curious yeah he was always one of my favorite villains in uh the spider-man video games mm-hmm. like, i don't remember if it was spider-man one or two but he was like, you ran into him like robbing a grocery store or something. Mm-hmm. And I think you just hit him once because he's like, he, he, he uses all these illusions to make him look like he's gigantic or he's everywhere right. at once, whatever. Right. But he's just a dude. Yeah. He's a dude with a, you know, a prop budget and, mm-hmm. you know, some, some green screen stuff. So yeah, I just I feel like, you know, had he done another, uh, done the illusionist occupation i feel like he'd probably make a lot of money oh he'd do great yeah 100 percent. interesting that you had to go into you know evil town over there and something else <laughs> i was wondering is so in the movie i'm gonna keep talking about <laughs> spider-man far from home but in the movie so initially he has these drones because mm-hmm. that's what he's using to create these elementals that are attacking these cities right and basically he's trying to earn the trust of Nick Fury and their organization Mm -hmm. uh, so that he can get control of Tony Stark's, uh, oh shoot, I don't remember her name, the name of the AI that's in the, but that that controls the the drones. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he already has control of drones and he wants to get the glasses so he can control enough drones to cause a quote unquote Avengers level threat. Mm. to elevate him to the status of like the biggest hero on earth but i I don't know like the the fact that he's already got those drones the it kind of makes the MacGuffin the the glasses feel a little weak because he's already doing his thing he just wants to do it bigger i guess yeah i don't know Hmm. it's a minor gripe the the movie's just a fun fun ride the whole way through yeah definitely yeah yeah i remember that was a a really good movie to watch yeah Mm mm-hmm I remember a while ago you showed me uh, Tom Holland did this like challenge to some other stars where he he was oh. on his hands upside down uh-huh. and he put a shirt on while doing a handstand against a wall mm-hmm. and then he nominated like I think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal them, and Jake Gyllenhaal did it right uh, yeah I think he did yeah. Yeah. yeah and then also nominated Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds just took a video of him just kind of like looking around and be like no. <laughs> 
<laughs> a very Ryan, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> statement. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what what have you been into this week, dear wife? Oh gosh. So well, um, on Netflix there was uh, that documentary docu series, I guess, about um, the Night Stalker. Would how, you call it a docu series? How many episodes was it? Oh, was it four or six? Something like somewhere that? around there. Mini series, docu series, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, because I remember I I like flew through it within a couple of days, I think. As you were um, known to do. Yeah, you know. Oh, and you finished Bridgerton. Did we talk about that last time? I don't remember if we did. I we might have. Yeah. We might have, but yeah, I did finish Brid- Bridgerton, and I'm very excited that you told me that there's a second season coming Confirmed out. There's a second season coming out. That's Woo-hoo. cool. And you educated me that uh, each book in that Bridgerton series follows, go, like follows one a of different those... family member. Yeah. More closely, they take mm-hmm. the center stage. So that's cool. Yeah, so that'll be fun to see like mm-hmm. where they're I, and I think probably the the next one might be um the next oldest daughter because that's kind of like the lineup like obviously the oldest one is now married off and so the next mm-hmm. one in line to get a guy and get married mm-hmm. has the pressure is what's her name? Okay. I don't remember her name, but y- Yeah, cuz then there's the boys who are older. Like they, yeah, they are. There's at least one boy that he's like I'm the, I'm the daddy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The man of the house. Sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I think their yeah their dad passed away. Yeah. I think and uh, yeah, which is interesting because the the guys don't really have much uh, pressure on them because they're uh, of all ages and they I, all don't really get pressure to get I'm, married. I'm sure. Well, granted, I can't speak to the show, but I'm sure in that time there's still pressure of like you've got to find a wife. Yeah. In order to continue to climb socially, mm-hmm. but. From the little bit like that I've seen of that series, yeah, yeah, it seemed to be more so the ladies are like, you're married by 16 or you're an old maid or probably 14, yeah. something crazy something like real, that. real, real young, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was interesting because I watched a couple of interviews of some of the actors after I watched the series and um, the one who played Daphne, if you guys can hear our dog here in the neighborhood. That's, yeah, that's uh, Precious next Is that door. Precious? Yep, she's a little like long-haired chihuahua. chihuahua. She's cool. Yeah, she's, she's cutie. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's wow. again. She's going at it. <laughs> Wonder if Gilly's out there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she uh, she looks really young in the series. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously because she has to be, you know, portrayed that. But um, even in the interview, I'm just like, how old is she? And then I think I found out that she's like 33 or something, and she looks what? like she's probably 16. That's wild. Like, and I'm like, so, well, somebody's like taking sisters. your throne. I yeah. know. I, <laughs> You're always getting accused of being that. a. <laughs> 16 forever forever 16 the, yeah oh my god your new clothing line forever 16 oh god <laughs> yeah um but no yeah that was a really really fun uh show to watch but yeah uh night stalker was very interesting i i, I love watching like murder mystery shows mm-hmm. um and this one was fascinating because um god now i can't even remember the guy's name it's, it really doesn't uh, matter ramirez yeah it's his last name <sighs> I cannot remember his first name to save my life. I really probably shouldn't even like spotlight him. I don't like to yeah. spotlight people well, who are. He's he's pretty well him. known, so it's not like you're. Yeah. You know, hipping people to. But the, again, the night he, stalker. But still, he was. Uh, to me, he looked fairly attractive, like a very yeah. you know, um, like Ted, not really Ted Bundy type, but just like high cheekbones uh-huh. and like I don't know. He to me, I'm just like I I get why girls would be like, oh, you're not a threat because you're kind of attractive. Yeah. Um, don't trust the cute ones, ladies. Don't. Don't do it. 
But yeah, it was interesting to hear that he really didn't, because, you know, usually with like a serial killer, they have uh, a certain way that they find their victims. Mm -hmm. You know, they're either, you know, a woman walking out or running by herself at night or one that looks like weak and fragile. I don't know. Yeah. Or Um, a a lot of killers will focus on uh, sex workers or or women, women or men of color. Mm -hmm. Um you know, or or even you know, blonde white girls, right? But right. Uh, yeah, I this remember. one was all over the board. Yeah, uh, I mean, from like young, um, I think there was a, a couple young like Asian roommates that he went after. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an older sisters like mm-hmm. in their eighties. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, this is like getting dirty, but he like raped one of them before. Yeah. He did. Like, he did quite a bit of sexual assault. He did, and right, then yeah. um, so I mean, he's all over the board. He just goes into somebody's home and just. Is like, well, who's ever here? You know, I'm just going to kill you. But then I found it interesting because he also would pick up um, young kids out of their homes mostly Mm. and uh, would sexually assault them, but Mm. then just let them go. Wow. I mean, one of them, he literally climbed into her window. She was half asleep, and I guess she remembers a little bit of it. She was probably six or seven. Um, And just like coaxed her out of the, the window. They went for a drive. Uh, I'm guessing he probably took her back to his apartment and um, she kind of, you know, described her experience with him. And then she's like, and then he, he dropped me off at the corner of where a gas station was. He said, you know, go into that gas station, ask him to call 911 to mm-hmm. call your parents mm-hmm. and just like let her go. Yeah. And he did that for, I think, all the kids that he abused. Yeah. So I guess that that is a pattern mm-hmm. uh, is that, you know, he maybe has some sort of internal logic of I won't maybe kill I get. I can't really speak to it. You watched way more of the show than I did, but maybe it was the idea of, you know, in his sick mind, he's like, oh well, I'll you know, I'll sexually assault these kids, but I'm, I'm not a monster. I'm not going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's something like that. Uh, something I really like. I've mentioned this podcast before, but last podcast on the left, mm-hmm. hosted by these three guys, and it's sometimes it gets a little uh, drive time radio just because. Uh, Marcus Parks does most of the research and he kind of facilitates and, and he writes the episode. So he mm-hmm. lays out the story. Uh, and then Henry Zabrowski, uh, he'll chime in. He does his own research. He's a well-researched guy. Um, and then I, I can never remember all three of their names for some reason. The other guy, mm-hmm. he doesn't really research. He just chimes in. So Henry Zabrowski and the other guy kind of just get goofy and dumb mm-hmm. while, you know, not trying to give any shine to the killers and while not trying to be disrespectful to the people that have been injured, um, they do all sorts of things, but their episodes on serial killers are super interesting Mm -hmm. because they talk about, uh, the different killers. Um, there's like, uh, killers that will kill specifically for like religious reasons. Like they're doing it. Um, gosh, I cannot remember the term. Uh, like in the name crusade, of? crusade killers. Okay. Yeah. So their their idea is they're cleansing the earth, or they're doing something uh, for God. Uh, I just finished uh, the episode. Uh, it was a two part episode on this guy who killed his family in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Got away with it for years, and then was finally caught. Um, but he was a uh, hardcore. Oh, I don't know. He, Protestant, I believe. Um, and his church, his upbringing was. You know, you work, and you work, and you work, and you work, and when you're not working, you read the Bible, and then you sleep. And uh, he wasn't successful in his work, Mm -hmm. and 
uh, he tried to keep up with uh, a lavish lifestyle that his his wife kind of demanded not to blame the victim right um but also he never said no it was just his role is to provide okay and so his logic was well i can't provide this anymore mm-hmm. my family's not strong enough so i'm going to kill them all oh and send gosh. them to heaven instead of them dealing with being poor because that wouldn't be me providing wow terrible horrible messed up logic yeah but uh so in that sense of him saving them quote unquote right makes him kind of a a crusade killer Mm -hmm. but of course not not necessarily i don't know i guess i don't know what the definition of a serial killer is he killed his three children his wife and his mother i think it's the number i don't know if it's the number or if it's a pattern because he just did it once and then he lived for quite a while and Hmm. then he went to prison interesting Um, yeah yeah and then uh ramirez Mm -hmm. he seemed to be more of like he is or was a a, killer of opportunity i don't know if there's a term for that well so the way um they had the two detectives that were Mm -hmm. on the case talking about it and um yeah um ramirez was a satanist so in in court he'd be like hail satan you know yada yada Um, i don't know if i ever buy that stuff really honestly well, and I guess he, um, what was the other thing I was thinking? Um, Satanist and, oh gosh, I lost it. Sorry, I interrupted. And... Shoot. Um, I, I feel like that's maybe more a product of the time, like in the... It was in the 80s. Yeah, 80s, there was a ton of satanic panic, so it was probably just him figuring out a way to get a rise and again to increase his notoriety it's th- like oh if they think i'm mm-hmm. a satanist then they'll be more scared of me and i'm a scary guy um it was more so like the the shock value is what yeah. the detective said because yeah. he's like the way that, that he would kill them is that he you know for instance there was the first couple that they um went over their their case with it was a, a couple roommates and one of the girls uh was in the house the other one he was in the garage she walks into the garage or maybe he was behind her somehow. Mm. Uh, they're in the garage. He could have easily killed her from behind, but instead he decides to make a big noise on the car so she would turn around and see him, and then he tried to shoot her. Wow. So it's, And then when he got inside to the roommate, she was in the kitchen, and she was knelt down because she must have heard a gunshot or something. Yeah. Um, she had her hands up on the counter, and she like once she popped up and she like got really scared in the face, then he shot her. Mm, yeah but it's like he he wants that element of surprise in their face before yeah yeah that's rough terrible yeah Yeah. um but i I know some of them were you know worse off than than others and Mm -hmm. so they're really i mean from what i could tell it wasn't quite a pattern except for just what type of thing he got out of it you know um which is just nuts i just can't even believe that these type of people exist but yeah uh fascinating um, yeah, I really feel like I need, this might be kind of almost dark, but I need that comedy element to be able to listen to that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, um, uh, my favorite murder is another great podcast and they talk about, uh, uh, true crime, mm-hmm. but of course they're two extremely funny women who talk about this. So there is an element of levity and I think I need that in order to get through such horrific dark real yeah. life stuff mm-hmm. so like when it's yeah if it's a tv series on true or whatever i i, I can't watch it yeah it bums me out significantly yeah <laughs> so well rightfully so i mean oh yeah it's a heavy topic to to know about and talk about i'm just a sensitive little boy no uh, i can't hang <laughs> yeah. um but aside from that mm. you know uh, i mean we've been getting back into parks and rec 
watching some of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a lot of fun. We Mm -hmm. got through a good chunk of the episodes in season two. Um, I always started at season one and I just couldn't get into it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to get pretty close to when Adam Scott and Rob Lowe show up. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a treat. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I get it now. Yeah. They are so fun. Very charming in the show. It's funny. Aubrey Plaza is the best. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that one's been a really good time. Yeah. And I've noticed that they've been playing. So they took Office off of Netflix, The Office. Yeah. Um, But I see that they've been playing it on cable. Oh, really? On like two different Well, I don't know if they ever stopped playing it on cable, honestly. That's true. It's it's a pretty popular show. Yeah, that's like when we were kids. It was the Drew Carey show. Oh, yeah. You know, or or Cheers. Cheers to a lesser extent. But Drew Carey, I feel like, was on all the time Remember Mimi? Oh, yeah. I remember Mimi. Oh, my gosh. The iconic like blue eyeshadow Mm -hmm. and crazy outfits. Yeah. Oh, that that was fun. They need to bring that back just yeah. for nostalgic. Right. I'm pretty sure my dad uh, dressed up as Mimi one year for Halloween. <laughs> I remember seeing him with uh, a couple balloon boobs. Okay. That okay. was fun. That's fun. That's a good time. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, we, we got some good, good TV watching this week, I feel like. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But... We will get into our main topics now. We were talking earlier and just kind of realized. Uh, it's the last week of our K-pop. No, it's not. No? No. no what we, did, we've next, got next, next week. That's yeah. right. That's right. Second to last. Yeah. But we just realized uh, we didn't have a a very large depth of information. Just the nature of the topics. Yeah. I've got a little bit. I got a tiny bit. We kind of wanted to just chat ahead of time. Yeah. Chat about what we've been <laughs> into and. Uh, so I will start, and this week I'm going to be talking about uh, K-pop being banned. Yeah, what countries banned them and why? Yeah. Because I'm fascinated to know. So I'm more so going to talk about, well, I'll just get into it. So uh, K-pop banned in Jamaica? Mm-hmm. That's not true Oh, all. no, really? This is This is embarrassing for humanity because... Uh, according to a BuzzFeed, well, and see, this is embarrassing because I'm going to talk about, make sure you source your, like, cite your sources and really research, yeah, yeah. and I'm going off BuzzFeed, but still, <laughs> it, it did seem to be accurate. <laughs> so uh, this rumor that Jamaica had banned K-pop uh, was started by an article posted on, this is the URL, uh, number eight, uh-huh. shit.net. Oh, wow. So, you know, real, yeah, there's New York Times, there's Wall Street Journal, and there's (laughs) 8shit.net. So, uh, and yeah, it was an article that started off with like, I I don't remember the headline, but it's, you know, why Jamaica banned K-pop. And at the bottom of the article, which apparently a lot of people didn't read, it says, uh, disclaimer, this is an article of satire. This is for comedy purposes. Mm, So So, it's almost like The Onion. Yeah, exactly. Huh. But, you know, it's 8shit.net. And, uh... (laughs) Apparently, people just like ran with it. They just saw the headline and they're like, oh, Jamaica's banned in K-pop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was some joke in the article about uh, Jamaica banning it because it turned boys gay, which oh, my limited, very limited. Yeah. Like, let's just get that out of the way. Limited understanding of the Rastafarian culture is it's not inviting to homosexuals. Oh. So I could see how people could kind of potentially make that connection. Yeah. But but Interesting. that, I mean, I could be going off of Rastafarianism from 30 years ago. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's just, that's me trying to make connections that may or may not be there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so check your sources. 
I should double check because I'm going <laughs> off BuzzFeed and that that feels incredibly hypocritical. But uh, I wonder where I even saw it. It's uh, when you bring up K-pop band like in Jamaica is one of the first Jam- things yeah. to pop up. Um, so let's see. Oh, uh, there was another rumor started that uh, K-pop was banned in the Philippines. Not the case at all. Man. Yeah. Are there any countries out there that ban K-pop? Uh, China. That's that's me <laughs> trying to do Trump saying China. China. I still can't do uh, it. The man's magical. I don't know how he says. No, he's not. China so weird. <laughs> uh, so uh, China did ban it starting in 2016. Uh, they basically banned South Korean media in mm-hmm. general, films, um, TV shows, things like that, and uh, they banned it because uh, South Korea and America deployed. Um, you know what? Let's play a little game called "What's this acronym stand for?" Oh gosh, THAD. Oh gosh, the THAD. THAD. T H A D. T H A A D. A A D. THAD. I don't even know where to start with that. This is this is a bad game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so South Korea and America jointly launched the Terminal High Altitude Area Defense System. Oh, I would have not gotten that at I think, all. Uh, no, I think you were close. I saw it on your ears. It's an anti-missile defense system, which apparently uh, China, I, I don't know all the politics, but China was like, we don't like that. So they banned uh, South Korean uh, media okay. from entering China. Hmm. Um, and I mean, that makes sense. My, again, we're going to talk about my just super surface level understanding of uh, oh my god I wish we would cut this but we're not going to cut this uh, politics mm-hmm. around the world mm-hmm. Jeez, I, I had a, such a such a better term for it but I couldn't pull <laughs> it out of my dumb mouth um, just the idea that China is a, more of a communist state mm-hmm. um, and you know South Korea and America being more capitalist uh, states and I know that uh, North Korea, I believe they get most of their financial backing uh, and trade done with China. Mm-hmm. And they're both communist states as well. So it just makes sense that if South Korea is really going to do anything that rubs China the wrong way, they're going to, you know, ban. I bet they probably don't really make it easy to get too much. Like this, outside This is me guessing. Yes. Well, I, I, I thought would, I heard something like that. Yeah, I would imagine that just a, a communist state wouldn't want too much capitalist culture mm-hmm. western media getting in there that could be a gross overgeneralization and just a dumb assumption on my part hmm. but uh yeah i i would assume it doesn't take too much uh so that's all i got for like actually banning k-pop mm-hmm. but i wanted to talk about some other banned pieces within k-pop okay uh there's uh the banned music videos that are banned in south korea um Why? k-pop music videos okay I'm going to find it. This is according to wikipedia.com. Again, not the best source. I'm not citing great sources today, but at least I'm admitting it, I guess. <laughs> so this is a list of banned K-pop videos uh, from Wikipedia. And uh, it does say that KBS, NBC, and SBS are the three largest broadcasting and television networks, and they account for the vast majority of banned K-pop videos. As of September 2012, these networks had banned over 1,300 yeah, K-pop songs in the past three years alone. So this is old information, 2012. Wow. 
This list only includes the K-pop songs that have an accompanying music video, but many K-pop songs that were not title tracks have been banned as well. Hmm. So I'm not going to read all these. Yeah, there's um, a lot. Yeah, so uh, some videos are banned for showing destruction of public property, uh, explicit dance moves. We'll get into that more. Um, a lot of use of trademark brand names. Hmm. Uh, one, Island by Winner had homosexual imagery. So that was banned. Again, this is probably a lot of old stuff, so it may not still be standing, but uh, Uh-E by Crayon Pop. Uh, it was banned for use of a Japanese word. Weird. Makes zero sense. I, that, that might be... Huh. Not totally wrong. Um, How Dare You by Sister. Uh, apparently, Sistar, Sistar like, it's kind of racy. Okay. Uh, they do pole dance moves and... Belittling lyrics? Oh. Belitt- huh. Belittling lyrics. Interesting. Uh, Provocative yeah. dance moves. The song Lotto by EXO was banned for the title of the song. Lotto is a brand name. Oh. Yeah. Uh, use of a brand name, use of a brand name, use of a brand name. That's actually hmm. kind of common um dope by bts uh i love that song dope yeah that was banned for vulgar lyrics what i mean a lot of it's well, in korean so we wouldn't say. know <laughs> oh my what if we've been saying like terrible stuff grant i never repeat I, the I, korean lyrics because i have no I, idea what they're saying I, same yeah, yeah i just hum along right um so yeah uh it seems like south korean uh i don't know if it's a government or, or just those networks you know, if they're not affiliated with the government, they seem to self-police K-pop quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite side, K-pop seems to really push the boundary a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I it, see that. It, I mean, I'm from what I'm, what I've kind of been reading is the idea that, oh yeah, um, talked about revising. So basically if a music video is banned and they say, hey, like she's moving her butt too much. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Then they just go in and change it and for the live performances they remove or modify that dance move yeah so then they're not banned so it seems like it's a no harm no foul situation right they just release the music video and then the government's like nah it's too sexy Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh sorry we'll make it less sexy and they do and they go forward but it seems like they get the notoriety of like oh did you hear did you hear mob had a banned music video we should totally watch it you know stuff like that yeah like the you know no publicity is bad publicity or something yeah, exactly. If you're not going to, if you're not going to, I think I said that wrong. No anyway. news is, no, what is it? No news is bad news. <laughs> no, uh, what? There's no such thing as bad publicity. That's there it, it is. Yep. Yeah. No publicity is bad. Publicity. We're great. <laughs> We're talking about. Oh gosh. So yeah, it made sense though. Um, so there was another video on YouTube that I found. Um, it was released by this YouTuber. I believe it's cookie lit. Um, it was released uh, July 14th of 2020. Mm-hmm. She is delightful. Oh, nice. Oh, she's so sweet. It's, it's She's like, oh, this song's a bop. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, what, what else she say? She says something else. Uh, oh, so apparently there's a group. Um, AOA. A- AOA? I, it's something like that. I don't that. know. Uh, and apparently they had a lot of bullying going on. They were, they were getting bullied online. <sighs> and... Uh, this cookie lit she's like you know we shouldn't do that and she says uh, uh, queen supporting queens you know and then she does a little lash oh, like yeah. uh-huh. I'm like oh <laughs> hell yeah oh, I cute. like cookie lit yeah <laughs> again I'm a grown man watching a she's got some good points, listicle though. about K-pop and I'm just I'm, I'm here for it mm-hmm. yeah she's very nice so yeah. if you're interested in looking into some K-pop stuff 
you can't go wrong with cookie lit. Love it. Yeah. So uh, I'll go through these. Um, I did note that, let's see, we got two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14 uh, music videos that had band dance moves. Mm, wow. And okay. two of them are male groups. Oh. The rest are female. I see. Yes. Hmm. So Interesting. <laughs> first one is a song, uh, Voodoo Doll by Vix. Um, and that's an all male group. Mm-hmm. And there's this uh, really cool dance move they did. It seemed like they had a lot of cool dance moves, but there's a dance move where basically they have this like spear thing and a, one of the members is kind of leaning on the other member's back. So they're back to back and mm-hmm. he stabs the spear through himself through the other member. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just too violent. Mm. So they had to mod up, they had to change that. Um, but yeah, and she mentioned they have this other really cool dance move where they kind of lift throw a member from the back of the group to the front of the group. Oh, it's wow. really cool. They grab uh, his wrists and ankles and just boom, move them forward. It's that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, next one was uh, Sistars, So Lit. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I, w- I was thinking that I could, like, try and do these dance moves for you, but I realized that'd be terrible podcasting. <laughs> so they, they do a little, they do a butt rub, and they swoosh their hips. Okay. And they, they change that, I think, by getting rid of the butt rub. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they swoosh their hips, but they're facing the audience when they're doing it live instead of swooshing their butts at the audience. Hence I'm, less uh, sexy. I wonder the the people who are banning these, uh, what they think of American rap or... Yeah. We, 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 I feel like, have crossed that line like ages ago. Yeah, quite a bit ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, because I was thinking the same thing. Like, it seems a little, a little repressed. And yet, I mean, these, these artists are already not wearing a ton of clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think no matter which, I'm either going to sound like a pervert or a super old man. We'll just. So I don't want to <laughs> dig into this. Uh, so next we have Rainbows. Uh, Rainbow is the band and okay. their song A. Um, oh yeah, they lift their shirts to show their tum tums. That's it. That's it. Come and so on. in the in the live performances, they no longer they mimic lifting their shirts. But yeah, they like lift it uh, well below the breast. And they just show off their abs. They're in great shape. They look, yeah. So that was that. Yeah, that seems pretty. You know, if a guy did this, nobody would. Nobody would care. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Mr. Michael Jackson just ripping his white shirt open. Nobody cared. Michael Jackson did that. Yeah. In. I think there's a video. Oh yeah. Was that bad? You think? Possibly. Maybe. I just remember yeah. there's a lot of wind coming out just of him. And he had an open white button-down shirt. When I think sex appeal, I don't think of Michael Jackson. True. But that's probably like. You know, I I wasn't around when Michael Jackson was doing like uh, Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. You know, then I'm sure he was a sex symbol. But I'm, anyways. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, so I believe this this uh, band is called Sumi or Sunmi. Um, I should really start typing on my notes because my handwriting's bad. Uh, <laughs> they do a song called Full Moon. Um, they show their butts. No, <laughs> it's uh. So I use this word a lot, or these two words uh, taken from the YouTube video leg split. Mm. It's just you've you've got your legs together and then you split them. Okay. So they see your you have a crotch like every other human being. Uh, is there like um, sitting down or something? Uh, so in this one, yes, yeah, she was sitting down and she's just kind of like writhing a little bit and then she like splits her legs open and just kind of stands there. I think maybe she has her hand over her crotch at one point, but it was just too sensual. 
Mm. And so now I guess what she does is she does a leg split, but she keeps her knees together and splits her like feet far apart. Hmm. So it's still technically a leg split, but like not from the the knee up. You know, it'd be funny if she was like wearing pants during this and that was like too sexy for them. There is one coming up where they're wearing pants, but for a practical reason. And they do a leg split and they had to stop doing it. Um, but they're pants. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, so another one, man, I've got to start writing on my notes. Let's get, we're going to say Dalshabat. I like I'm, that. It's That's probably a fun not name. right. And the song is BBB. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, in quotes, I wrote, this isn't sexy. Or uh, in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a boob rub, but it's this weird, like, it's almost medical. Like, they're getting ready for a mammogram. Or they're checking they, themselves. They or... do this. <laughs> All right, sorry, that's not good podcasting. It's not like a. Like their whole palm is on the yes, outer Yes, palm is on the breast, breast and circular motions. rub it. Yeah. Okay. It seems really like something a doctor or a good buddy would do in case you're worried you have a lump. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm a nasty boy. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Uh, so the same group, they did another one uh, called Mr. Ambitious, a music video. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this one was really cool. So they're wearing skirts in the music video, but the skirts are... They're like kind of tearaway, like uh, okay. almost like they got a button on the top. And so they're wearing short shorts underneath, but okay. like they use the skirt and they kind of move it around and they open it and they close it and they open it and they kind of move it. And mm-hmm. it's like dope. Prop. It's yeah. yeah, it's a really good prop. Um, but yeah, that wasn't, that, that wasn't was okay, no-no, huh? I guess. Like I'm sure if they were just wearing shorts, it'd be fine. If they were just wearing the skirt, it was fine. But I guess the idea of removing a clothing item like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would just drive men horny and make them go crazy and destroy South Korea or something. I don't know. I'm just realizing my body language right now is it's like very super closed off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got my arms crossed and like super Are you close mad to at my me? mic. No, I'm like at the edge of my seat right I now. I had no control over these. This music is like the, the feminist Amber coming out and be like, "What the hell yeah. are they talking yeah. about? This pretty, is nothing." Pretty ridiculous. Um, this next one, it's I think it's XEO. And they have a song called "Up Down." Oh, and they do just some straight up hip thrusts air hump thrust and so to change it for the live performance they do like a nice sexy hips way mm-hmm. and i'm like or it's even like a it's like a circular thing instead of just as forward and back and i'm like anybody who has had any level of sexual intercourse will know that like that's both are good <laughs> in, in, in that realm so i i i don't know that either one is less or more sexy than the other it seemed like a lateral move in my in my yeah. point of view I just I'm just thinking of all the American artists that have done this like since the 50s. Oh yeah. You know, like Elvis, like when he was up like I felt like a lot of doo-wop type music that came out yeah. was <sighs> stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh hey, we got the second men group of the Hallelujah. And guess what? What? They've got their hands in their pockets rubbing their groin. <laughs> Close. Uh, they had their hands over their crotch. Oh my! So we we actually no, we actually have a men group that were too sexy. I was worried that it'd be another one that were like they're smoking cigarettes or something because mm, yeah. you know they're not worried about men's sexuality, only women's. Mm-hmm. But this one was too sexy. It's like okay, at least we got one. We got one where out of your fourteen, the same roles. I know, I know. One, just, you honey. know, I know, I know, I know. But I feel like <laughs> you know, coming as a woman, yeah. You know, you you reverse some of these roles, mm-hmm. and you know people wouldn't have an issue. Yeah, 
and 100%. No, I yeah. Like I said, this is just my feminist coming out. We're in this together. Out. I know. I'm here with you. Don't <laughs> be mad at me. Expressing my frustration on this because yeah. this is, just sounds dumb to me. Uh, and so then we get into AOA. They're mm-hmm. the ones I talked about being bullied. Hey guys, no bullying. Queen supporting queens. Uh, they do a butt wiggle, which didn't even look like a butt wiggle to me. It was like a, it was like a where you kind of move your legs and your butt just happens to wiggle along with it. And they're like, that's too sexy. Ah. So so they legit like SpongeBobbed it and they're like. Nah, no, we're gonna ban it. What? SpongeBob. What about SpongeBob? He he does a little wiggle and he like puts his butt out and it's a, it's a dance that he does. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> are you, are you making the argument like if SpongeBob can do it, then these people can do it? Oh, when you say butt wiggle, it sounds so innocent. It it seemed very innocent to me. I'll have to show you the video. Like if they say like, oh, they're mad. they're twerking pantsless. Like I get okay, yeah. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So here's the one, uh, a group, Four Minutes, their song Mirror Mirror, they do, so they're down on their knees and they do a leg split. But in this one, they're wearing pants. Full pants, understandably so, because you're on your knees, you don't want to tear your knees up. Right. But that in and of itself, I'm like, that's that's not, that's not, she's wearing pants. Like right. There's an obvious barrier to entry there in place. And again, my mind goes to, I've seen a workout video where they do that yeah, move. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's good for your uh, uh, floor. What's that called? Vaginal floor? Yeah. Yeah. Ovarian floor? So, I don't know. Something like that. Whatever you got going on. There. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, then we have Tiara. Tiara Gion. Uh She does a song, Never Ever. This is, a, I think it's the only solo female I found in the group. Okay. And she does a hip roll. A hip roll. I'm trying to. I don't really know. Like an, like an Aaliyah hip roll? I don't even think it was that. It might have been that sexy. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Honestly, I tried to remember all of them, but that one, yeah. Take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of dumb. Um, four L's. They have a song called Move. Um, and the video was just generally too sexy. Because hmm. they do a lot of sexy things with their <laughs> with their lady bodies. <laughs> and uh, I guess they, they rated the music video uh, age 19 and up. Okay. In South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just generally toned it down for live performances. I mean, do they not have the option of doing like explicit like we do? I wonder. I wonder if maybe, maybe rating it 19 and up is the same thing. Right. Yeah. But you think that they would kind of give them permission to do all those other things that you talked about. That might greatly limit their fans ability to watch it so they probably wouldn't want to do that mm. J- just like in in the states yeah if you've got like a raunchy fun teen sex comedy you don't really want to make it r same thing with horror movies true yeah if you're big you know uh 12 to what is it like 12 to 20 or something mm-hmm. is your big demographic you don't want rated r because you're cutting out a, a large majority yeah. yeah so that would be my guess yeah uh let's see oh uh stellar they've got a song called marionette and uh, they do some butt rubs. Okay. But uh, something that uh, I, I really liked, uh, what was her name, Cookie Lit? Mm-hmm. Uh, something she said is, this is the one I agree with because they hated the, cardi- or the, the choreography. They didn't like it. They didn't feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it just, it was too provocative and it didn't feel right to them. Right. So she's like, oh, then I support it. If, if the artists don't feel good doing it, then they shouldn't right. do it. If that's not a self-expression. And I'm team Cookie Lit, so I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And last one, boy, I gave up on writing on this one. The song was Paradise Lost by 
let's say Gavin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they did a butt swing into a leg split, and that had to get changed. A butt swing? I'm picturing... I think it's kind of a bop, bop, bop split, I think. Okay. Again, sorry guys, that doesn't help you out at all, but imagine you're swinging your butt like a pendulum, mm-hmm. and then you spread your legs open. Okay. I think that's what it was. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, again, they're not like truly, from what I can tell, they're not truly banning these music videos, or maybe they are for a minute, with the knowledge of like, hey, we're not going to air this because this, this, and this, and then they go and change it, mm-hmm. and then it's fine. Yeah. Like, there doesn't seem to be any reason for or them to that not, yeah, to not try and make in the women's case, the dance is as sexy as possible because mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to really be too much repercussion for being too sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The guys can do whatever, I guess, because... They're guys. Damn patriarchy. <laughs> so that's what I got for that one. I mean, it just doesn't make sense for any country to ban K-pop. You know, China mm-hmm. banning it because of larger uh sociopolitical issues right that makes sense yeah you know if a country is just banning uh korean influences from coming in that makes sense but just banning k-pop it's, it, you're banning money like yeah you don't want those record sales in your country mm-hmm. you know to to help the the businesses thrive and you right. you don't want them to come and do concerts like of course K-pop is a huge market right now. Yeah. Any country would be foolish to ban it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe the Vatican bans it. I don't know. Yeah. I think they're their own country, aren't they? It's something dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Catholics, get at me. Is uh, the Vatican a country? Well, we'll ask my aunt and uncle. He's oh, a deacon. Oh, good point. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope they don't listen. Oh, I doubt it. I, I don't, they're, I, they're so busy. Did I call the Vatican dumb? No. Oh, God. I don't think Catholics are going to have my <laughs> going to have my nuts for dinner. <laughs> Great. Well, you gave me to um, find how K-pop has influenced media or mm-hmm. other things in the world, right? So I saw. Let me grab my computer here. Um, there was in from. Okay, I can't even talk right now. You're you're still I'm doing so, better than me. I'm just so heated from your. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry, you get me on a whole soapbox of like feminism and I will sure. just, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Temperature rises. Um, so I, th- I kind of thought that there was three different categories that I thought that K-pop really kind of influenced. Uh, one of them being fashion. Sure. Uh, the second one, the youth. And then, oh, the youth. Right? And then um, like the, the music videos that they do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? So I'll, I'll kind of go into fashion. Again, this is going to be very uh, short, but um, I'll do my best here. So, due to kind of like the the fan base, mm-hmm. um, so whatever the the K-pop stars wear, their fans are going to make it a trend, right? So, for instance, right. I mean, this is going to happen with any type of like big named music celebrity, anything yeah. really. But um, I went through a real big Shakira phase in <laughs> high school, so your hips don't lie. Yeah, a lot of a lot of belly dancing. <laughs> I had my belly button ring in for a while. Ooh, nice. Yeah, my breasts they they weren't mountains. <laughs> Small and humble, like... Like me. Like boulders? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Like me. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Um, So, yeah, with BTS, they would wear oversized T-shirts, donning, like, uh, cartoon characters, obviously the colored hair, uh, very flamboyant, uh, clashing prints, like zigzags and polka dots. Hmm. 
you know, would kind of, um, which I got to say, I do love um, the fashion yeah. oh, just yeah. in general that they have over there. I don't understand any of it, but it's a ton of fun. It's like, I want to visit just so I can see the fashion, like the street fashion. Sure. Because there's, uh, for instance, there's a, a girl on TikTok that I follow and she's all about just, you're la- laughing at me. I thought it was really, I'm not laughing at you. I just think of us. It's our first visit to Seoul, South Korea. We're super excited. And you're like, I really want to see this fashion, but I'm too nervous to talk. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, honey. And I'll be like, excuse me, sir, uh, where are your young people? And then we just get kicked out of the country immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was smiling. Sorry. Your mind just went into that whole story. I'm just worried everybody thinks I'm a creep because I'm I'm a a 35-year-old white man. You're not a creep. Well, I try not to. You're eager to learn new things. The youth are fun. The youth oh, are God, fun. even that sounded creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you are still youthful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I am. Um, We haven't quite hit 40 yet, right? Isn't that when they say you're over the hill? No, let's not go off numbers. All right. Yeah. We're um, forever until we're dead. True. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I really like the, the street fashion um, because, yeah, she basically shows just little clips of people walking the street and what they're wearing. Mm. They are like light years ahead of us. Really? I'm not even kidding. I mean, obviously we're doing the masks now because of pandemic, but uh, they were obviously wearing them beforehand Mm -hmm. um, for their own reasons, but they made it super fashionable. Um, They've been doing it for so long. I mean, you got it. They've got such a head start, like you said. (sighs) Just mask, mask couture. Right? The people that she would show, I'm like, that can't be a real person. Like, really? that's got to be an anime character. That's got to be somebody from a, mm-hmm. a movie. Like, I think I would look at everybody and be like, yeah. you guys are all celebrities. Like, I am in the wrong part of town. Right. Because everybody just, like, lives here. That's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing fashion culture. Um, but anyways, so I was went on a tangent because I thought that, you know, when it comes to light years ahead of us, um, they are talking about, like, um, from, like, the sneakers that they wear to eyeshadow. Um, their influences, uh, well, they even put on here, um, their influence have led Korea to become the epitome of street style in Asia, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, Korean artists are very important to the fashion industry, no matter where they are, you know, whether they're out doing a concert or just walking the streets, they're always going to use their stylist to style them up uh, proper. Uh, so, you know, like most celebrities, your fans are going to, you know, see and be influenced with what you wear. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not unusual, I guess, to see brands like, you know, Givenchy and Prada, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, oh, I just, I don't know what sponsor- you're saying. <laughs> I know Prada. Yeah. Um, you know, sponsoring these types of artists in order to penetrate the Korean market. Mm. Um, the icons stylists would carefully choose what the artists wear to kind of encourage uh, the purchase of the brand or the style. Sorry, isn't it idols? You said icons. Idols, yes. Thank okay. You. So, yeah. I copied and paste and they put icons. They put styles. icon. It should maybe, be idols. Maybe like. it's a synonym, but I've heard idols. Yeah, I think you're right. Huh. Um, so yeah, K-pop has really helped to kind of introduce makeup, like a makeup line for men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of them are wearing, they call it guy liner, lip tints, and brow filler, um, which apparently South Korea reportedly makes up 20% of like global men's cosmetics market. Is brow filler specific to men? I don't or, think so. I was going to say, I thought brow filler was like a a thing that women would get as well. Women, well, okay. So, yes. Brow filler could be just like a eye, eyebrow pencil. Uh-huh. 
or you know people go to the extent of like tattooing yeah yeah heard of that so basically if you have bald spots or if it's not as prominent eyebrows Mm -hmm. you can fill it in with makeup okay essentially so um you're looking at my eyebrows like do i have some yes i do (laughs) (laughs) um eyebrows yeah Um, which I find really fascinating because I mean, this is my own personal opinion. I don't care if guys wear makeup. I think that makeup is uh, for everybody and it can really mm-hmm. highlight your features yeah. and bring out um, your beauty even more. It just enhances everything that you have, right? Yes. I mean, clearly I don't care because, you know, I love Johnny Depp and he wears makeup all the time. Um, mm. <laughs> just, just a little problematic nowadays, but whatever. That's fine. <laughs> what? Oh, Johnny Depp thing. Yeah, well, we'll move on. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then of course we've got the youth. They're very influenced by K-pop. I mean, obviously we've yeah. we've gone over like the fans for BTS is the army, and they've done wonderful army, things. Right. Um. So I I felt like there is you know there's a good thing that you know the inf- the youth are getting influenced by K-pop, but then there's also a, a downfall of it, and I'll kind of get into it. So, hmm. um. So with some of the K-pop groups being more like present and outspoken with their political topics have kind of influenced the youth to participate as well. You know, that maybe they wouldn't have in the first place. So mm-hmm. like, you know, for instance, BTS that donated along with their and um uh their company um Oh, are they No, they're big something entertainment. Big, yeah. big Bang, big big hit, big hit. Big hit entertainment. Holy shit, I um, can't believe I pulled that. Look at us. We're learning. Look at us. We're learning, you guys. Um, so they donated, you know, a million dollars to the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. Once the word got out that, you know, they had donated that, uh, the BTS fans, they started to trend the hashtag um, match a million on Twitter to raise the same amount again. Oh, cool. Which is very cool, yeah. right? Um and so with the help of all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I mean, YouTube, you name it, um, has helped to really elevate the popularity of K-pop groups. So some groups are kind of free to write their own beliefs and to create their own individual following. We've talked about this on the you know older podcast uh, episodes that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, K-pop fans are feeling, what did I write? Feeling empowered by learning about social is- issues and reading up on them to help make a difference in the world. Cool. Um, That's great. The downside, I feel like, so they talked about this a little bit. K-pop kind of contributes, they said, to some severe health problems in young fans. So, you know, those who spend... Are we talking anorexia? Uh, not, I didn't read anything about that. Okay, just because they're, I mean, they're all so tiny. But, I, but again, I, it's because they, they just dance and work a ton. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are, you know, people out there that have those type of issues, oh, you know, sure, but... Sure. Um, those who spend too much time on like watching the music videos, searching information mm-hmm. about K-pop idols, staying up late, skipping meals, um, you know, they'll stick to the stick to the computer screen or the TV screen instead of going out with friends, doing ex- extracurricular activities, yeah. playing sports, um, you know, of course, which are good for their physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they're staying inside, you know, a lot of this, it's like they're obsessive with the the group that they just they don't get the the good health benefits yeah you know what i mean um so there there is a downfall for that too but i i feel like you know i feel like every subculture every hobby every interest it's mm-hmm. it's like makeup you know a little goes a long way right having an interest in k-pop and being passionate about it is great but mm-hmm. yeah if it starts to anything if it starts to be a detriment to your your well-being your your 
relationship with your family, your friends, then yeah, I don't know, that's, I mean, that's a great point, but mm-hmm. it, that is definitely not specific to K-pop. You know, that argument's been made about true. video games for the past 30 years. True, true. And yeah. it's absolutely true for some people that don't go out and they can't hold a job because they mm-hmm. play video games. You know, I had a, a friend that uh, years ago, he said uh, when the new Gran Turismo game came out, he almost dropped out of college because he just oh, wow. kept, couldn't stop playing it, you know? Wow, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, it. yeah, it just kind of takes over your whole world when you're like so involved in it. And if you let it. You know. And that's, that's, that's reductive to say you can if you let it. I mean, it's not like they're like, oh, well, I'll just let this thing dominate my entire life. Mm-hmm. Stuff just happens. Right. And yeah, you got to have a good support system around you for people to come through and say like, hey, you're just, you're watching way too many BTS videos. You haven't been to debate club in a week. Right. Or you're not showing up to your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's take a break from this. Yeah. Like, they're still going to yeah. be there when you get back sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. BTS isn't going anywhere as far as I'm concerned. No, they're going to be around for a while. Um, yeah. And then uh, the third influential I felt like was their videos, their music videos with all their like visual effects and storylines. Um, apparently, they get a lot of their inspiration from the Western world is kind of how they put it. But uh it was interesting. I, I watched a little YouTube uh, video of a guy that kind of dove a little bit deeper into the layers of the different videos that they make. So he called it, you know, it's visual complexity. Obviously, they have a bigger budget because they're making more money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, he went over like Blackpink's um, video whistle. And uh, he said with their video, there's 23 performance setups, which typically like us our american ones are usually between four to five setups i was gonna say so it's you know um way more and he said it's more there's more physical depth there's more color depth and lighting in the videos uh color theming is a really big thing like what the artists wear coordinating with the light or the scene choices which i've also seen in american ones too Mm -hmm. you know like uh what's cash's favorite um megan trainer thank you Mm. You know, that pops out into my mind because she had a lot of, I don't think so much anymore, but just a, a ton of like uh, soft colors and pastels. Especially and that uh, all about that bass music yeah. video. A mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of people wearing pastels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, the American artists are definitely going more into more visually appealing videos, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for K-pop, it's just like, it just kind of comes with territory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the color theming they were talking about, he said they would enhance the the beauty. So he said with any K-pop artist, you're not going to see a flaw on their face because they're doing a lot of soft lighting, regular makeup and, and digital makeup, which I didn't think was a thing, but apparently it is, which is pretty cool mm. to help cover up the imperfections. And he said that they have a different like camera movement to kind of show depth within the, hmm. the video as well. Hmm. Um, and then he said that the transitions are really great, you know, going from scene to scene you know which interesting is, yeah and you know watching i'll have you have to watch the video of black pink whistle yeah. um to kind of get what he's talking about but um yeah i didn't realize that there are so many different layers to be able to make a really cool like popping energetic yeah. fun choreographed video you know um so obviously the colorful outfits and the synchronized choreography that all the groups will do mm-hmm. um love the choreography it's yeah, they incredible. they kill it every time. 
Um, but yeah, it comes in like a, a visually stimulating package, you know, the high production music videos. Um, oh, and of course the fashion, they would bring in the fashion part of it. But uh, what was it? They, they said uh, they push boundaries and highlight that too much is never enough. From mm. bright, colorful hair and makeup to trend-defying fashion. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, to me, really speaks volumes of the type of videos that these are. But Absolutely. Yeah, just a lot more energetic and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I For some reason, I never thought of it as excess. But, I mean, I guess, visually speaking, you, you could argue that, that it's, it's excess. It's so much. What he had said, you know, there's a lot for your brain to grasp onto as you're watching mm-hmm. the video. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just like, for instance, you know, Beyonce, I, I loved her. Um, what is it? The ring video. It was like a one shot thing. in yeah. Just one set, you yeah. know, black and white. It was a black and white. Right. Brilliant. Love yeah. that video. Um, so your brain is just watching them dance. Mm-hmm. Right. And going around the room and stuff. Um, but this is just like, there's so much going on that your brain is just like, never gets bored. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's not predictable at all. Yeah. I, I tend to really love works of minimalism, mm-hmm. you know, making something incredible out of just very little, mm-hmm. quote unquote, little. So are K-pop um, videos not your thing? No. I, and I do like K-pop videos because I think it's it's that thing where I, I like minimalism and DIY, mm-hmm. kind of punk hardcore stuff. But then you get into K-pop and it's just like, here's some color, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, and it's just so big. It's such a fun uh departure from what i usually see but it does go really well i think with the songs too oh yeah they make you know yeah if they're all they're slow or not most of the songs that i've heard tend to be kind of sugar sugar bubblegum kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that the the color palette the visuals match that Mm because there's nothing well no i'm not going to get into it because i don't want to degrade like i think we've talked about this a lot just because something doesn't have a, a like it doesn't talk about the the what is the human soul and mm-hmm. things like that doesn't mean it's not worthwhile and it doesn't have uh, incredible value and i think the same thing goes for you know their music videos and stuff mm-hmm. obviously it has value because it's technically incredible yeah but same thing with their songs mm-hmm. you know? yeah so so a lot of fun stuff but yeah so definitely influences the the fashion the youth and music videos and i, I think you know america is, is learning a lot from Korea and yeah, you know, Good. it's just yeah, very cool, yeah. very cool stuff. But um, yeah, we, we you want to go over? I didn't realize that we were going to be talking this much. I thought I it was going to be a shorter episode. Yeah. We're, um, do you want to go over our assignments for next week? Yes. The last week of K-pop. Shoot, and of course I forgot. Oh no! no I'm gonna get it back. <laughs> I'm gonna get it back. Would you like me to go over mine for you? Yes, please. So, um apparently there are 10 best k-pop stores in denver colorado what yeah (laughs) unless i'm (laughs) unless this happened to me again and it's feeding me stupid information (laughs) um yeah apparently there was an article saying like these are the 10 best k-pop stores in denver so I, i didn't know a k-pop store was a thing I didn't either. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. really fascinated to see what they are and mm-hmm. what exactly are they selling? I mean, is it all just like fan knickknacky yeah. things or, you know, is there something a little bit more to it? Are you going to have me go to a K-pop store to research? Do you want to go to a K-pop store to research? 
kind of don't not want to go to a k-pop <laughs> store to do some research maybe we can go to one uh next wednesday or something yeah 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 we'll see okay it'll be fun cool was that the so uh, yeah i want you to tell me what the stores are and kind of like what what is it that they sell or what's okay what's the, the niche about it cool nice love yeah. it yeah did that give you enough time to it think did. About what it did thank okay. you yeah so k-pop of course being short for korean pop music mm-hmm. um I want you to look into other country and or regional specific types of music. And you tell me what you think the future K-pop might be. Hmm. So maybe okay. it's mariachi. Maybe it's. Uh, so you, you're thinking that with like different genres, uh-huh. like what K-pop might get influenced by next? No. Like what will be the next big thing? that is specific to a certain country because K-pop is Korean pop. I mean, of course it's influenced by uh, Japanese culture and Mm -hmm. Vietnamese, uh, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm wondering if there is a, uh, and if nothing else, just if there are country specific music scenes that you find fascinating Hmm. through your research. Hmm. Okay. I just think it's so interesting. Something is called K-pop when it's like if if we're talking about um granted this is an old reference but uh oh yeah have you heard that new one direction song and somebody's like one direction you know that a-pop group that american pop a-pop because like we just call it pop we don't yeah you know and to call something in your own country k-pop when it just make it's just pop okay that's i that's what i'm kind of hung up on i don't really know of too many other music genres that have the name of the region specifically and they're not saying you need to find that just i just think it's interesting k-pop like is there you know is there a really cool music scene popping off in venezuela that we mm-hmm. don't know about right you know Mm-hmm. okay looking at some french hip-hop for me i yeah i wonder i mean i'm sure there is but i'm, I'm gonna feel real bad if i come back and be like there is Nothing outside of what we already know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll find something. Yeah, we'll find. Uh, we'll see. Okay. There was a no. You know what? I'm not going to get down that rabbit hole. We're going too long, anyways. Um. Well, I've got a fun wrap for you. Cool. So we could do that, and then we could say our buys, and then we can go into Wandavision. Yes. As, for anybody who wants as to stick is around. Tradition. Yes. Um. So, oh, you know what? We're going to use your phone for the piano. Oh, right, right, Because right, you're going right. to have to use my phone for this. Okay. I moved my web browser in my phone, so now I had to take an extra second to find it. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Finding it. No dead air. No dead air. You know, and thank you again for Elwyn for coming up with this idea because this is pretty fun. Pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay. Let's do... Oh, and I don't know if anybody wanted to guess what uh, I did last week. Who was the artist last week? Uh, I think it said Little Kim in the in Oh, the that's right. Lyrics. It was Little Kim. So, yep. Yeah, I don't even remember the name of the song. I don't either. Oh. Yeah, let's skip forward a little bit. There's just a lot of things in there that are super uncomfortable to talk about. <laughs> Do you want to hold on to this? Yeah. 
At the green light, I'm speeding. Fourth wheel on, I'm weaving. I got red eyes and swag seizures. All my concerts filling them bleachers. Ooh, girl, with this camo on, they can't see us. Tossed in a little more dank and a little more drank than the flame might need. Tito Puente with a candy top. Fuck around, make the Latinas pop. Mm. It's a new world order. Mm. Never had my head on my shoulders, huh? <laughs> Beware of the monsters. Ain't that what your preacher told you? Ugh. The flame, 500 degrees from the uptown to the magnolia. Thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much. <laughs> the hmm and the huh and the uh really threw me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I don't recognize any. I don't know what La Flame is. I know Tito Puente. I believe he was a trumpet player. Maybe pianist. Oh, I don't know. He was in an episode of The Simpsons. That's the only reason I know. This is an artist that I don't really uh, listen to. So. Okay. thought it was fun. If anybody knows, reach Make out to guess. us. Yep. Life well spent at yahoo.com or mm-hmm. life underscore well underscore spent underscore mm-hmm. on Instagram. That's going to do it for the uh, main bit. Yeah. Uh, just like last week, we are going to end. But then if you want to hang out, if you're caught up on WandaVision, or if you don't care if we spoil things for you, we are going to talk about WandaVision. So before that, we will say goodbye to everybody else. Thank you so much for joining thank you, us. Thank you, thank you, We need, we almost left without announcing what the topic for next month is going to be. Yeah. Because next week we're going to give out our first assignments. Mm-hmm. So we got to give each other time yes. to think about what the topic is. Yes. And did we agree on it earlier today? We did, yeah. So with it being February, mm-hmm. and it's the month of... Love. And black history. Even more importantly. Yeah. But I guess we were thinking about just like Valentine's oh, Day stuff. Do? I know. Yeah. We should switch it. <laughs> on the we fly? Should, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'd be way more interesting. You know what? We're going to do... Not well known stories in black history. I like it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're going to try and educate ourselves. Yeah. Because, you know, something we learned last year, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what Juneteenth was. Yeah, true. I didn't either. We knew very little about uh, the the assault on Black Wall Street, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we obviously have a lot of learning to do. Yeah. And we're excited to do it. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Cool. our other topic I'm, was so dumb. Anyways. It was so stupid. <laughs> Do you, I think we should tell him what it was. I think it was a Sweeties from around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds even dumber after, after oh we realized gosh. that we should really recognize. Uh, we were going to talk about like candy oh, and geez. couples. And Jeez, guys. I'm so glad you said Black History Month because yeah. that's going to be way more interesting. And uh, I didn't I didn't say America black american history right because we can do around the world sure black history yeah yeah great so fun all right love it okay boy thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much guys have a fantastic day we haven't been doing our sign off 
I know. We should be doing Don't Be a Richard. Should we keep doing Don't Be a Richard? Yeah. I like it. That's a fun one. If you shorten Richard, it's Don't Be a Dick, and that's fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't you never really? Oh. I never put that together. Yeah. All right, guys. That's even better. If you're not joining us for WandaVision Recap, don't be a Richard. Don't be a dick. Have an incredible week. <laughs> don't be a dick. Love. Okay. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Have a great week. All right. Let's let all the nerds get out of here. All right. Are they gone? I think they're gone. Okay. All right. WandaVision, WandaVision. episode three. Woo! Still so fun. Mm-hmm. I thought. Uh. So, brief recap. Brief recap. Uh. This one is set. Uh, we were talking about either the sixties or the seventies. I think this one's set in the sixties. Well, it's interesting because it, it looked a lot like the Brady Bunch house. Yeah, and wasn't that's that in true. the 70s? I thought that might have been 60s into 70s. Oh, boy. If somebody knows, clarify for us. I guess I'll it doesn't. Well, and we'll probably know more next week. If it's like yeah. hardcore 80s, then we'll know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Wanda. 1969 is when the Brady Bunch came out. So Oh, could be 60s. Six, 60, yeah. 70. So in this episode, Wanda, uh, she got uh, found out she was pregnant last week, and it turns out it's a very accelerated birth because she's very. magic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, she's like getting birthing pains, and it's setting off her magical powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually ends up going into labor, and she gives birth to her two sons. Yeah. I thought it was a son and a daughter. Billy and Tommy. Tommy, yeah. I am trying to remember from... Uh, well, I want to say the House, House of M. House of M, yeah, was it? you okay. nailed it. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't remember in the comic if it was a boy and a girl or a boy and a boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's got to be a boy and a boy. I don't I been. don't know a ton about Wanda's kids. I know one is named Wiccan, and I can't remember the other's name. Oh, in the comics? Yeah. They, okay. And I think we talked about this earlier. They they develop into their own superheroes, and the rumor is, so they're they're planning on having a Young Avengers movie come out um in the near future mm-hmm. uh probably starring spider-man uh might be uh, uh ant-man's daughter um there's talk about uh, uh there's this uh black girl that took over for iron man in the comics for a while her hmm. name is riri she's cool fun um and the idea is to have wanda's kids part of this young avengers team as well okay yeah so that's the goal of this show is to accelerate their growth so that now they can be part of the MCU canon proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, that could be um, bullshit, but who knows. Mm-hmm. And I want to pat myself on the back. I've stopped watching YouTube videos on MCU in general. Look at you I go. I am sick of knowing what's happening. Proud of you. Not all the time, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they make a prediction and they land it and that sucks because then you're like, oh, well, I guess they did talk about that big surprise. Yeah, it makes it very, yeah, not fun at all. Yeah, and it it definitely helps that WandaVision is out now Mm -hmm. so I can actually watch it instead of just like daydreaming like, oh, when are we going to have new MCU media? Right. Um, But so, of course, they're doing an incredible job writing the show. The the first 25 minutes was so fun and light and it just, it, they captured the sitcom feel so perfectly. Well. Yeah, so the, well. The camera shots are different because they're they're doing some, I think, some tighter shots than they used to do back in the day. But mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's it's, I think it makes sense. It's a blending of modern and you know actually of that time. Right. I don't think they need to be married exactly to how they filmed shows. Mm-hmm. You know the, the visual storytelling is there. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, it was crazy that. Uh, Wanda actually kicked 
Again, I believe her name is Monica Rambeau. I believe that's who the character is, but in the show so far, that is not her name. I don't remember no, what I don't her remember. name is. Oh, and she said it so many times too. Yeah, yeah I know. I yeah, know. she was. She's great though. Loved I, her uh, outfit. That yeah, was so fun. I hope that she is truly going to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. She's she's got charisma. Char- charisma. Yeah. That one <laughs> just got it in spades. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the kids being born is cool. Um, got to see a tiny bit more of Sword when she was kicked out and everybody kind of comes running to her to make sure she's okay. We actually got to see the wall, like what the exterior of the, her what's happening. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was cool. It looked like a fuzzy TV screen sort of. Man. I can't wait for the next episode. It's going to be so fun. We've got either three. So let's see. If we're in the 60s, it would be uh, 70s, 80s, 90s. I don't know if they're going to get into the 2000s. I don't think the 2000s was super big for. I don't know. I think ending at the 90s would be the way to go. Yeah. So I think we've got two or three more episodes of them being in this uh, format Mm -hmm. of you know, uh, referencing older TV shows, yeah. you know, which is still works great, mm-hmm. but I'm just looking forward to even more development on what's happening outside. Right. Um, which we got, yeah. Like you said, we got a glimpse of that from yeah. this last episode because, uh, yeah, basically Wanda realized that, uh, this woman who I, we can't remember her name, yeah. um, is, is saying things about the normal reality yeah, she or like the, her past. She kind of snapped out of it for a moment, and she mentioned that Wanda's brother Pietro was killed by Ultron. Yeah, and then she kind of snapped back in, but you could tell she was like feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if she was undercover. I think she was. Maybe she started as an undercover, and then just the reality bending nature of this mm-hmm. show, like she just totally forgot, and then she snapped back in, and she's like, oh, maybe she was said, trying to cover yeah. for herself or something. Super interesting. Well, and yeah, she basically, you know, kicked her out of, wanted to kick her out of yeah. her reality. But I'm realizing, so Vision is starting to get different glimpses of like, this isn't quite right, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going to come to the point where Vision's like, this reality is wrong. And if she's going to kind of freak out and be like, well, no, because she can kind of, because my mind went to, is she going to kick Vision out because he's realizing that this isn't um right yeah but at the same time every time he kind of says like something that she doesn't like she rewinds Mm -hmm. and he says something that Mm -hmm. she does like yeah so maybe she'll just keep doing that yeah and she wouldn't kick vision out this is all i mean it's not for vision but it's for their life together if she doesn't have vision then none of this yeah seems to matter i would i would imagine from the character's perspective yeah yeah so yeah, and uh, something else that was interesting. Do you remember, was her name like Edith or something? Uh, the really funny lady from uh, the show about the bad moms? Yeah. Yeah. I think her, yeah. Was she an SNL alum as well? Uh, not SNL. Are you she, sure? Is, was she? She might have been. Doesn't she matter. She might have been. Anyways, uh, yeah, there's the scene where she's talking to the neighbor Mm-hmm. And she's kind of she's kind of stirring shit up, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, and then she went in there. And you see that?" And like she, cl- like, there's a lot of theories going around about her being this this villain named Mephisto, who is basically the Marvel Universe's form of the devil. 
Mm, um, interesting. So there's a there's a possibility that she knows more than she's letting on, mm-hmm. or she could have just been like being a gossipy neighbor. I wonder. But there's a there's a big pendant she has uh, on her chest that uh, some people think might be a Grim Reaper symbol. Interesting. Yeah, which I believe has some significance in the comics. Because it it did make it seem like she knew more than. She was letting on. Yeah. yeah. The neighbor, no. I think the neighbor was just, he's just caught up in that reality. And he had that kind of glitch moment where he was he was trimming his hedges, but then he just trimmed into the brick wall mm-hmm. separating them. So, yeah, like for characters that actually have agency, it seems like uh, it's her, the shit stir. Yeah. Um, Visions is kind of coming and going. He's gaining more and more of it when Wanda doesn't pull it back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that was super telling that Wanda had the wherewithal to get rid of se- some yeah for self-preservation for, for, for preservation of what is going on around her and for her for her sons obviously now mm-hmm. that's another level that she is going into this fiction i guess that she's creating so and plus we because the baby's like grew so fast in her stomach we're oh. thinking that they're going to grow so fast in her reality too right yes yeah that would make sense wouldn't it yes yeah. So how are they going to deal with that? Right. Yeah. What kind of kids are they? Because she's like, you know, are they going to be human or are they going to be like, what'd she call it? It wasn't cyborg. It was... Uh, Synthesoid, yeah. I believe is what she said. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it'll be interesting to see what kind yeah, of... <laughs> absolutely. And something I really liked, a little touch, is um, the jokes about like, you know, when uh, the doctor's uh, talking to Wanda about her baby growing and, mm-hmm. you know, he'll be the size of a kumquat and what and whatnot. He says something on the lines of like, we like to tell women, we like to compare the size of the baby to fruit so it doesn't confuse women's little brains or whatever. <laughs> uh, they did a couple of those, like the doctor not understanding women at all. And mm-hmm. of course he's like an OBGYN. Um, but also there's that scene where the kind of bitchy, blonde lady who's like the head of the yeah. neighborhood something or other she says uh do these earrings make me look fat and the power knocks out and the husband goes oh thank god uh-huh. that terrible god awful humor was so funny yeah uh, it's yeah <laughs> they they do a really good job of recognizing the faults in those shows and just how dated they are and then yeah. pointing it out but of course still lovingly mm-hmm. you know telling a tale in those those ages of media. Well, I think we did. We touch on this last week where um, the elements of red or of just color was that. Do we think that that was just kind of leading into the 60s, 70s vibe? Or does that meet some? Because, again, it was a video I saw. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no. And the guy said, you know, there are similarities with the WandaVision episodes with the red items, like the blood on her hand when she got a cut, like the blonde lady got a cut on her hand and it was red blood. Oh, and then, of I course, the helicopter. Okay. Yeah, there's a, that red helicopter, I think, maybe yeah. something else. Which I believe the helicopter itself had the sword sh- uh, insignia on it. Oh, did it? Which is, again, this government agency that appears to be on the outskirts of this right. reality trying to figure out what's going on. Okay. Because, yeah, he said it was just interesting to see that because they also did that with, like, the trailer, I think, of one of the Avengers movies. It was, like, all in black and white, but then there's certain elements that were red. Did they really? He showed a clip of it. Hmm. I wonder if it was, like, for Endgame or something. Possibly. I think, hmm. yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know if there's any, like, correlation between the two, but... 
I, I think it might just be in in the instance of the blood and the helicopter, just reality and this this alternate reality the Wanda's created clashing. Mm, that's mm-hmm. that's my guess. Yeah. But only way to know is by watching more and Yeah, which man, you should definitely we are, do. We are not stopping with this show. It is it's so cool. Yeah. It, it's gonna be like you said, a good year of Marvel shows. I hope so. Honestly, I'm a little worried, especially after WandaVision and how fantastical it is. I'm worried that Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be a bore. And I really I, hope not. I but. hope I hope I'm I don't I'm not saying it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping it's not. Yeah. So I'm still I'm still hopeful. I'm still positive. I love Anthony Mackie and Winter Soldier guy. I don't remember his Chris, name. Chris Evans? No, that's Wait. Captain America. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh God, and I can't wait for. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll stop saying it when it comes out. But Black Widow. Yeah. Just another big mainline MCU film. Um, it's gonna be great. But of course, these shows they are directly tied in and are a direct part of the MCU. Apparently, this show they're saying is setting up um, Doctor Strange uh, and the Multiverse of Madness because mm-hmm. apparently Wanda uh, likely will be in that show as well. Mm-hmm. And hmm. the idea of the multiverse, like Wanda's kind of setting up her own universe in this moment. Not directly, but sort of. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to tie in or how that's going to tie in. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Is there going to be a new, like a Spider-Man into the universe or multiverse? Movie? Yeah, I believe they're making another one. With, not not the uh, animated. Oh, not the animated. What are you talking about? I don't know if this is true. Yeah. There was a poster mm-hmm. because this guy was like, oh, I'm so excited for this whole year. All of our, you know, you Marvel fans, this is all that's coming out. And it, it listed all those shows and right. movies and stuff. And then at the very end, it was a poster of the three different Spider-Mans. So like Tom Holland and I've what were the other two? Yeah, Andrew Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. Yeah. I don't believe that the poster is like actually real, but that is real. So I believe the idea is with this newest Spider-Man movie, because not only are those two actors supposed to come back and reprise their roles, um, Alfred Molina, who played Dr. Doc Ock um, mm-hmm. in the second Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, he's coming back. Okay. Um, um, oh, geez. Who's the guy that played... Uh, he played uh, Electro in... Jamie uh, Foxx. Jamie Foxx. He's coming back to be Electro. So the idea is that, yeah, these these different... I don't know if you call them timelines. You yeah. know, there's just the the Tobey Maguire three Spider-Mans, the Andrew Garfield two, right? And then the Tom Holland soon to be three. Yeah, the idea is that they're taking what they did in the animated series and doing something similar coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was kind of true what he showed. Yes, it's just it's a. I I believe it's a poster or an image that fans have worked up. They just to kind of show what. Yeah, okay. photoshopped in the three different Spider-Mans. Yeah. That's what it kind of looked like, but I just didn't yeah. know if like that storyline was. Yeah. So right. yeah. Okay. That that's like ninety nine percent true. Interesting. Yeah. That'll be different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might be little cameos or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. this that movie will be coming out after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I, that would make sense. Then. Yeah. Okay. So I think even the multiverse is how they're planning on bringing the X Men. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because there haven't been any mention of mutants in the MCU timeline. Because those were owned by Fox for so long. Now uh-huh. that Disney has those rights back to 
mutants. They can actually save mutants. So that's how they're going to bring the X-Men in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how they're bringing the Fantastic Four in. They don't really need to do that with the Fantastic Four. They can just do a Fantastic Four movie mm-hmm. in the same universe. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah. It's be a fun year. I can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Um, hopefully this is a year of bigger, better, brighter things. Absolutely. For everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that'll do it for our WandaVision talk. Yeah. I was, I panicked. I thought for sure the, uh, our recording stopped. Um, <laughs> so thank you all again for spending some time with us. You know, whether you're on your way to and from work or you're at work or, we just appreciate it. Yeah, giving us a shot. We hope uh, hope you at least get a giggle or two mm-hmm. out of this. And uh, we always have a blast. So thank you guys so much for listening. And have a wonderful week. Yeah. We'll talk to you next weekend. Again, don't be a Richard. Do your best not mm-hmm. to be a Richard. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Have a great uh, week. Yep. We love you guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.